It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's I've right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. It is 654, <clears throat> 654, <laughs> right here on the Blitz 1170, or as we call it, the sick word. <clears throat> no, it's nothing wrong, actually. I just sound like this, and for some reason, Bryce and I both are uh, dry as the Sahara. Maybe yeah. it's the same way for you at home. I don't know. We got humidifiers running in the house, and yet it's still really so we, we don't, so ridiculously dry. <laughs> there's, there's an excuse. Yeah, I don't know what our, <laughs> I don't know what our problem is other than just, you know. Well, anyway, 654, as I mentioned, we got a couple of texts we'll get into, one about Billy Tubbs and one about uh, Ollie. We'll do that here coming up in the Blitz 1170. Still to come, we have our Blitz bust over the weekend. We got to talk about what Jay Williams and Kenny Smith said over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I, the NBA All-Star game, I, I want to get more into that because even Adam Silver said, yeah, that's not very good. They just When you win something 211, 186, <laughs> we all... <laughs> understand what's happening maybe it's time to put that thing to bed in the meantime we have something to do and it's called this day in sports history and it's brought to you by who fire up you lewis for a trip back in time it's today in sports history with bryce hulse on the blitz 1170 brought to you by triad eye institute now grabbing the back of a jeep while on his skateboard it's bryce hulse this day in sports history, February 19th, 1928, the second Winter Olympic Games close at St. Moritz, Switzerland. 1942, New York Yankees announced 5,000 uniformed soldiers admitted free at each of their upcoming home games. 1965, NFL adds a sixth official, the line judge. 1970, Commissioner Bowie Kuhn announces the suspension of Detroit Tigers ace Denny McLean, effective April 1st, for McLean's alleged involvement in a bookmaking operation. The suspension will last three months, setting off what will basically be a lost season for the two-time Cy Young Award winner. 1980, Washington beats Montreal 3-1 to end the Canadiens' 34-game unbeaten streak against the Capitals. The Caps are 0-32-2 against Montreal since entering the NHL in 1974. 1984, 26 Daytona 500. Kyle Yarbrough wins for the second consecutive year and fourth time in his career. Last lap, pre- last lap pass to beat Daryl Waltrip. 1987, less than a month after re-signing, A's pitcher Vita Blue retires. 1994, speed skater Bonnie Blair wins the fourth gold of her Olympic career with her third consecutive 500-meter victory. 1996, Charles O'Finley, baseball owner of the Oakland A's, passes away at the age of 76. 1998, U.S. hockey team destroys their rooms at the Olympic Village in Japan. 2002, Bob Sledders, Jill Bacon, and Vanetta Flowers give the U.S. 21 medals in the Salt Lake City Games. Flowers becomes the first black athlete to win a gold medal at the Winter Olympics. 2002, 37-year-old Jose Canseco signs a major league contract with the Lame Duck Montreal Expos. The 17-year veteran, who was the 1986 American League Rookie of the Year and its 1988 MVP, is 38 homers shy of the coveted 500 mark. He'll be released before the end of spring training, however. 2017 NBA All-Star Game in New Orleans. LA's, or it was in New Orleans. Anthony Davis of the Pelicans scores 52 points in the NBA All-Star Game, 10 more than Wilt Chamberlain's record that had stood for 55 years. The Western Conference beats the Eastern Conference 192-182, to the highest scoring game in league history. 2019 Manny Machado signs the biggest free agent contract in history, agreeing to a 10-year worth $300 million with the San Diego Padres. This tops the $275 million given by the Yankees to Alex Rodriguez following the 2007 season 
There were many teams interested in the infielder services, but only the unlikely Padres in the middle of a rebuild were willing to give that kind of long-term commitment that Machado was seeking. And February 19th, birthdays, 1942, Paul Krause, Hall of Fame Vikings wide receiver. 1959, Roger Goodell, Roger NFL commissioner. 1969, Marlon Maxey, former T-Wolves forward. 1980, Mike Miller, former Grizzlies and Heat forward. 1980, Dwight Freeney, former Colts defensive end. 1985, Dan Otero, former A's and Indians pitcher. And 1995, Nikola Jokic, Nuggets center. And that is This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. And it is 6.58 here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hall, I'm Rick Corey on this um, <laughs> now one week without uh, without football. So if the withdrawals have hit, hit you, uh, then we're with you. We understand. What you need to do is take a little dose of the Blitz and inject it straightly into your veins, and then it'll be hmm. okay. Because we'll find things to talk about, including we're going to get into what Jay Williams and Kenny Smith both started over the weekend and it's going to be an interesting week for those two guys on social media and we'll get into the you know we we just heard them talking about billy tubbs and we heard bill self talking about the old big eight so we i could ask that question of you right now there there are going to be people my age in that range who are going to say nothing will ever be like the big eight and i i disagree it was fun it had its time i think the big 12 is ridiculously fun and it's going to be even more fun and even basketball next year when the chain the, you know the, the uh, other teams come into the conference it's going to be even better in my opinion mm. but we'll take your opinions too we have a couple of texts here one of them about billy tubbs one about uh, ollie ollie gordon who picked up his stoke walker over the weekend but let's get your opinions at 918-262-5072 on the neuropathy treatment clinic of oklahoma text line right now it's time for not sports we already had the sports right so we'll uh, as jeremy likes to say cleanse the palate a little bit now we know that there are many nostalgic moments uh in music, you'll have a history. So, you know, music, there's a song that will remind you of something or that kind of thing. And we, we kind of like to relive those things. And then before you know it, as we come along with the way we present music, and by that I'm talking about nowadays, you do almost everything through streaming more than likely. Mm. I mean, do you own any DVDs at home? No. Okay. I do not. And I just saw a note yesterday. Apparently, block, not Blockbuster, pardon me. That's how old. I went back a while. Apparently, Best Buy has taken all physical media off their shelves. Yeah, that seems pretty wild to me. Yep. Now I, we're changing that. Way, I have it. not seen if Tulsa has done it yet, but there was a tweet, and it's a Best Buy store, and all the, you know, the, the racks where you would see the DVDs or that kind of thing, all gone. Nothing mm. there. No physical media. Everything being sold in some kind of a streaming format. And my point is it's always changed. It yeah. was just radio and it was record players when they were, you know, when they were a thing or phonographs in the day, which eventually moved on to eight tracks, which eventually moved on to cassettes. And then, you know, and then those things all went away for DVDs. And then DVDs are now going away because of streaming. Well, then people got nostalgic. So what they started doing, buying records again, buying albums mm -hmm. again. And it was a thing. It was, oh, this sounds better. Well, I lived through the time when we were still playing records and coming into the moments of playing other things, and especially when DVDs are around, everybody's like, oh, it's way better. It's way better. This is by far the best. Yet we're going back to that. Well, it's gotten so nostalgic that we can't stop. Now there's actually a push to go back to cassettes. And I... Oh, wow. I cassettes are the worst-sounding digital media in history. <laughs> there's nothing but that hiss in the background. Every cassette you've ever had had white noise in the background. <laughs> 
That's got to purely be nostalgia, right? I mean, just I, just having that nostalgia feeling, not necessarily that it sounds better. I mean, unless you're missing seeing the cassette on the side of the road, it was actually would happen <laughs> occasionally with the tape all you know broken yeah. out and blowing out and the little flower full of tape. Unless you miss that, what the hell are you doing going and buying cassettes? It, mm. it's ha- it started in Japan. They're buying 10 packs of these cassettes for... I don't know, it's like 1,517 yen, whatever that is, U.S., I don't have a clue. But there's some band who released a cassette, and everybody's kind of getting back into it. And my own my thought is, what in the hell would you do that for? I just don't get it. Is that, is that what the Walkmans are used with? Well, the initial Walkmans were, and then Walkmans, okay. of course, later on became, you know, you'd use DVDs. Uh, I, I, you know, we I kept a cassette player for years because that's what we based in a radio when I started. Mm-hmm. That's how you did interviews. It's what you recorded on. It's how my partner, you know, went and interviewed a long, <laughs> went and did a long interview with um, <laughs> at a, a Royals game when he, he went up with me, my old broadcast partner, Dan Rowe. And we decided we'd go up there for a playoff series, and we did. And he went to interview Dick Hauser, the Royals manager, and his, it was on pause the whole time. So he oh. comes to me and goes, I can't go back over there. Can you go interview him? So I went over <laughs> and got Hauser. But, of course, I told Hauser what happened because you'd embarrassed the hell out of Dan. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, we, I mean, we had those, and I kept one for a long time because I had some things on there that were, quote, unquote, highlights. I've got my son, when he was like 10 years old, on the air describing the uh, New Kids on the Block concert at Skelly Stadium, the huh. old Skelly Stadium. With our morning guy, John. That's good. Oh, it was. It was fun. I mean, he, he was on the phone at home reviewing the concert, which we thought was, you know, just a blast. So we had things like that um, on there. But for whatever reason, they're making a comeback. I, I'll just, all this to say, I don't get it. it. Look, if you've ever listened to cassette tapes out there, and you probably have, and you are amazed as me by the comeback, 918-262-5072. Why would you go to the expense? Why would you store it? I just really don't have Real, real quick, how much did you say that it would cost in Japan? 1,500 yen. Yeah, so my, my brother was stationed in Okinawa ah. for a while, and he said 1,500 yen is 10 U.S. dollars. All right, so, so. But are you kidding me? I gotta yep. pay 10 bucks? <laughs> I, I can get white noise free. All I have to do is open a window. I, I don't get it. All right, uh, moving on. How about this? Uh, we have an expert here who has gone through some of the more expensive toys. You ever gone through your old stuff and realized, I wonder if this is worth anything? No. Never done that? I haven't. Uh, I mean, just because I put it through the ringer. Now, well, you know? how many, do you have, you have any of your old Barbies? Oh, no, no, I don't. don't I threw, I threw those out. Really. Okay. Well, there are Barbies now worth 85000 Dang it. I know, and you threw her away way too early. Yep. There are some Pokemon cards, get this, worth $6 million. I, I didn't have any idea. Hey, I need to find those. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to put this link up because it's got some things like there's a there's a certain Nintendo that's worth over five grand. Uh, some things that, are, that were either not made an awful lot or had a huge demand but there weren't a lot still for whatever reason like some of these pokemon cards were apparently mm. specials if you will and then that was a big big deal but i've got this list in front of me uh, nintendo games like the mario kart 64 is worth over twenty one thousand dollars. Goodness, 21k i need to i need to look through the wwe section uh, see, let, see let's see if they have any there. of that in there let's see kid dracula the flintstones chrono trigger yeah. rap jam clay fighter mm. Uh, Super Copa, Amazing Tater, Snowboard Kids, any of those? I'm done for. Yeah, okay. Well, apparently there are those. There are many others. Uh, the De Beers 40th Anniversary Barbies, the 85 Grand Barbie. Some of the things that are really expensive. Some Ninten- some other Nintendo cartridges and, and consoles here. 
Um, things like uh, action figures. Ever heard of Scratch the Cat? I have not. I have neither, but he's worth ten grand if you could find him. Ten thousand dollars. Let's see. Do I, oh, there's undercover Donatello. So they went to a, a, a yeah a turtle. I did for, have some some of those. Four grand for okay, that one. You figure it out. Just some of those. We'll make sure we put these links up. But mm-hmm. what they're pointing out is that nostalgia is worth money. There's mm-hmm. no no doubt about that. So a couple in England were redoing their home. You know, you get you buy a older house, right? And you decide you need to do a little work on it. And so they're redoing this thing, and they find underneath their kitchen is not only a big hole, I mean a huge hole, but then they realize, wait a minute, it's a tunnel. Mm. Well, it turned out it wasn't really a tunnel. It was a water well. Now, I was raised partially in Tahlequah, and my grandparents, and where I lived there in Tahlequah with them, we were on well water. We had our own well, had our own pump room. That was where you'd go in the summer because it was the only place it was cool. Mm. You go in the pump room, it was always it was made of rock, and it was always real cool in there. Of course, you had to watch out because you could find snakes in there from Ugh. time to time, too, as they realized <laughs> it was it. cool in there as well. But occasionally, you'd have to go in the pump room just to look around, make sure everything's okay. And, yeah, occasionally, you'd have to get some squirmies out of there, but it was always nice. But we had well water, and well water was fantastic. They weren't very far from the bend of the Illinois River, and there was a well you know, drilled deep enough to actually get into that. So we had a well. And these guys didn't know. They had a 200-year-old well and it still worked. It was still flowing. Wow. Uh, I didn't, they did not say. They said at the time that they were planning to do something with it, but they, they did not. Guy in Oklahoma, right here in Oklahoma, got a water bill that uh, surprised him a little bit. Normal bill this time of year for this guy's 27 to 60 bucks. He opened this. <laughs> the bill was for $4.89 million. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are one of our oceans running a little low now? It's... Well, you, those, we hear these stories every now and then. And what's funny is when you get a hold of the city, they'll argue with you. <laughs> I, they well, will. sir, did you use $4.8 million worth of water? Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't think I did. They Sorry. will. They will argue with you. Well, you know, if that's what it says in the bill. Did you water your lawn a lot? Well, no, I didn't. I didn't fill the Atlantic. No, I don't know you that much. Honestly, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, but you know what? But then they'll tell you, well, you got to prove it to us. Well, how the hell? <laughs> anyway, they're working on it. Um, oh, making sure that gets uh, fixed. Is <laughs> Move the decimal a little bit, please. Yeah, somebody somebody do something right. I, I spent some time with customer service or customer no service myself this weekend, <laughs> which we can talk to a little bit later on. A guy on a train um, gets off the train. Remember, he left his bag. What was in there? $30,000. Not much. However, somebody on the train found it, found the thirty k, got it back to the guy and said, look, here is exactly what we do. We do it right here, which was, Mm -hmm. I thought, really cool. And this study, I don't pay attention to too many of them. Some of them are just too much fun, though. This is, uh, someone has gone into the average daily life, and they found how many compromises an average person makes every day. Now, I, I find this difficult because you have to... Some people might say they compromised on something without ever talking to somebody else. I think it's hard to put to quantify this but they actually surveyed 2000 Americans okay and did all kinds of questions with them to and I guess they're supposed to lead to the answers right well of course they are but you know how they'll ask you like a thousand questions on something and they're they'll ask you the same thing several times but in different ways 
where they're okay. kind of trying to get the, the truth out of it. Yeah. So apparently the average person makes, guess, how many you think you make a day compromises? Uh, for the average person, yep. four, four compromises. For the average married person, like 40. Three is all it says. Oh, see, so According to as about 92 a month. Uh, two-thirds of them are actively working on how to compromise more. But about three a day, and it could be something like where you're going to eat or what you're going to eat, or it could be who's going to do this at home or do that at home. Do you think that sounds like a lot or not enough? It doesn't sound like, I don't know, maybe in, maybe overall. I, I thought my guess was going to be like a little low. So I thought it would be higher than that, too, personally. You know, and I don't th- even think about it. I just, you know, you go through life and someone says, let's do this instead of this. Okay. I don't care. I'm pretty easy to get along with. All right. Let's see if we can find ourselves some uh, not sports birthdays today. This guy is one of my favorite actors of all time. Jeff Daniels is 69 yeah, years old. No matter what he does, you cannot get any more apart <laughs> than Dumb and Dumber and the newsroom. Yeah. And he did both, and did both convincingly. Um, he was great in The Martian as Teddy, the head of NASA. I saw him in a movie sp- made specifically for Netflix over the weekend. He and Paul Rudd uh, called My Catcher Was a Spy. True story about a major league catcher who became a spy for the government during World War II. Huh. Uh, and it's fascinating. It really well done. He was great in that. He's 69 years old today. I saw an interview with him the other day, and... He is a guy who doesn't seem to be, he's not effusive, not outgoing, doesn't seem like to talk that much. But he talked about, you know, he said, for me, the worst part of any performance is when the director says cut print because he says when he does, I'm done with that. Mm. And I, he said for him, it's between action and that is where he lives. And everything okay. else, he just kind of waits to get to the next thing. But you see it in those performances, 69 years old today. Uh, Benicio Del Toro, who just is interesting is 57 i thought he was older than that Haley duff is only 39 justine mm. bateman jason's sister she's not in as many things as he is but of course but yeah. she wasn't family ties she's 58 years old today uh victoria justice is 31 nice who, who else yeah bellamy young from scandal is 54 and you mentioned roger goodell uh musically seal you remember seal he's 61 yeah. today because <laughs> this one smoky robinson is 84 <laughs> i mean when Smokey Robinson, what a life. He's 84 years old today, and every moment of it has been pretty meaningful mm. overall. Uh, Seth Morrison of Skillet is 36 years old today, and those are some of the mm. folks who are birthdays that are not sports. 712 on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey, and we come back, we'll have our Blitz bust. And we went with well, your text at 918-262-5072, and we talked about coaches in, the, in, the, you know, in this state at that time. When uh, Bill Self was talking about when the Big Eight was best, you think that was the best version of it? Do you like this version we have now, which is going to get even bigger and I think better next year? Let us know at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. But we'll get our Blitz bus next right here on the Blitz 1170. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Dan Patrick. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.
The Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be at Wichita State this Wednesday night as they look to sweep the season series against the Shockers. TU has swept the series with Rice after their OT victory against the Owls on Saturday. P.J. Haggerty led the Hurricane with a 30-point, 10-rebound performance. Tonight, the 6th-ranked Oklahoma State Cowgirls softball team will be at 16th-ranked Florida for a top 25 matchup. That one has a first pitch at 5 o'clock. And in the NBA All-Star game last night, the East beats the West 211-186. The Thunder's own Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 31 points for the Western All-Stars. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Definitely want that. As a matter of fact, we're going to want it here coming up right a minute here after the Blitz bust. It is 718. He is Bryce Hulse, and I am Rick Corey, and we are going to want your opinion on this. I want to get into a couple, read a couple of the text we had before that, though, because we had uh, played you a little bit of Ollie Gordon. Not a lot, just a little bit of it. But then we played you Emmett Smith's advice to him and we'll play that back here in the eight o'clock hour but we played some of that so it got us into a bit of an ollie gordon discussion and he's i said on the air he's not a guy who likes to talk very much and that's just the truth he's got a fantastic smile he's everywhere in Stillwater. he just when there's a microphone and a camera in front of him he's still a little bit shy Mm -hmm. now guys get used to that for the most some of them do there are some guys i I will pull a guy aside the first time we talk to him in a post-game show no matter where I am. I did it at Stillwater when I was there for a year. I do it in Tulsa. And I will ask, hey, is it okay? Was that all right? Do you, are you okay with that? You, you, would you like us to not ask for you anymore? And you can work with the sports information directors and others who work with these guys. And they actually go in and do, okay, now here's what you say and don't say in front of the media. You know, they do have these sessions with them, which is helpful generally. But some guys are just naturally not drawn to that. And guys will occasionally tell you, yeah, no, I'd just rather not. And that's fine. And once we know, we, we won't ask. Uh, it, people want to know what you're going to say, and they want to know what you're thinking, especially if you're Ollie Gordon, but if you're not comfortable with it. He doesn't seem to mind it doing it. He just doesn't seem like he wants to talk much. So he didn't say much. But we got a text from Wade who goes, you got to love this guy, Go he, though. He said, look at this. And there was a picture of him after the Houston game running around and just making a lap of the stadium slapping hands. Mm-hmm. And then we saw him you know, dancing to Baby Shark, you know, GIA when the kids were there. And then, Bryce, this weekend, he was at Bedlam Wrestling. Yeah, he was there too. Um, he, he does a podcast with Eric Daly on the men's basketball team, and so he's been to many OSU men's basketball mm-hmm. team or men's basketball games. games. Yeah. Uh, that's why, you know, when you think about cover athletes for the upcoming game mm-hmm. that, that took the world by storm, yeah. I think that Ollie Gordon, I mean, when you look, think about the traditional big man on campus type college athlete mm-hmm. that just kind of dives in. I mean, he's a pretty good example of that in this new day and age, I think. Yep, he is. And I said, because Wade is the one who sent that text at 918-262-5072. And I sent a message back of, yeah, he is a perfect, he's a perfect ambassador. More importantly to me, when I think of him, I think of what Mike Gundy says when he says cowboy culture. Mm. Not that he's out, you know, wearing spurs and riding Broncos. That's not what that <laughs> means. He seems bought into not just their program, but the school, the place, the university, right. the town, the people. And you see him, as you said, you see him everywhere. And you see him smiling. You see him out there, you know, with Presley and the, and the Gator handing out pizza. He seems to be engaged with what's happening. And those people make ambassadors. Now, he's also happened to be the number one ranked player mm-hmm. of, of all of the players going in. If you saw that, uh, was it last Thursday, Friday? Yeah. 
Um, you know, Thursday. And Travis Hunter from Colorado was number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's two options to be on the cover. The, the leader on the the leader right now when people think about the cover is um, Prime. Oh yeah, and that would make sense too. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Has there ever been a coach I, on the cover? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I think John Madden has been on Madden, but sure. other than that, you know, and I, I think Nick Saban would be a pretty good option too. Someone said, "Hey, look, let's don't worry about that. Let's make it." Saban college football. Mm-hmm. I saw then that. People can't argue about players, right? Yeah, people right. can argue about it. Then, right? <laughs> I saw that tweet that said, "Do exactly what they do with Madden. Let's just make this Saban college football for, okay. forever." Okay. And now, I think that would be fine. There would be a time five years from now when people go, "Hey, it's time to change. Who is he?" You know? Yeah. Because I mean, there's going to be a time when people are going to go, "Nick, who?" <laughs> I know <laughs> you think that's stupid, but there will be a time when it's going to happen. Oh boy. Uh, so I think that would be cool too to have him on there. But yeah, I agree with Wade. I just and Wade didn't text it back later. Said, "How do you not like that guy?" Mm. Exactly. But Emmett Smith gave him some great advice, and, and I like Emmett too. Just saying and being right up front, saying, "Yeah, I haven't seen him play much, but." Here's what I would say, and which I thought was cool. And then we also had a text here uh, that said, I loved hating Billy Tubbs. said, we used to hold up newspapers when the, when they announced his name, which I do remember. And he'd walk on the court, and then they had top dog when Billy coached, so they chanted, who's your mascot? Why is your mascot a dog? <laughs> <laughs> top dog was kind of fun. Yeah, I miss top dog. Uh, it says, as for Bill Self, I used to shout, oh, no, Bill Self, don't give him the ball. Not No, 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 not that impressed. <laughs> she didn't like Bill Self that much. <laughs> a, b- and, a better coach. <laughs> yeah. And then she, this also responds here, and I said he was classic, loved his cocky attitude. And the next text is, remember when he got hit by a car jogging? That was heavy, and I do, and I remember there's a funny story attached to that, and, and I'll tell that, and then we'll get on to, to the Blitz Bust. So Tubbs, and you may not know the story, but his team had lost two, and I cannot remember who it was. I'm thinking it was a – no, I'm not even going to guess. They lost a game, and Billy was a jogger, and he was out jogging the next day, and he got hit by a car. And it was fairly serious, and he ends up in the hospital, and he was – you know, he was hospitalized for a while. I can't remember exactly how long, but it was a, it was a pretty serious deal. And I remember one of his first interviews after someone said, "You know, did a lot, you get a lot of visitors in in the hospital?" And he said, "Yeah, um, I did." He said, "Coach Switzer came by and several others." When somebody asked, I can't remember if they asked Billy or if they asked Switzer, "What'd you say to him?" <laughs> And Switzer apparently went in and said, Billy, never jog after a loss. <laughs> <laughs> that was so classic, Switzer, too. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're Billy Tubbs? <laughs> I'm just trying to cheer myself up, Coach. That's what I do. <laughs> They're out to get you after a loss. Never <laughs> jog after a loss. That is so Switzer-like. Oh, that was funny. I remember reading that and laughing, and Billy laughed when he – I think it was Billy who said it in an interview. I can't remember. And he laughed about it too. And Switzer confirmed, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Just love that. All right, it's 724. Let's get to it right, right now, shall we? Let's let's point out somebody who did something over the weekend in sports who was just downright stupid. We suck. Every week, at least one coach or one player has an epic meltdown. We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. The second half, we sucked. The Bears are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. I'm like, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? Okay. If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Let me pass. Watch, watch. We'll run the ball. 
Thank you, Bobby. Oh, yeah. 725 here on the Blitz 1170. All right. Well, you know, we talk, sometimes it's a player, sometimes it's a coach. And you know what? It can be someone else. So over the weekend on college game day, guys were all having a conversation, and they were talking about Caitlin Clark of Iowa. Well, she, of course, is lighting up the basketball world. We all know why. The amount of scoring. But she's not just a scorer. She does a lot of things for that Iowa basketball team. And they were talking all about her, her talent, and kind of where she fits, you know, and, and I want to say history, so to speak. And Jay Williams, himself a fine player in his day, decided that he'd toss in some comments. I think she is the Stephen Curry of women's basketball. I think she has changed the dynamics of the way the game is played. I think the way she plays, the pizzazz, is like she's probably the most prolific scorer the game of basketball has ever seen. Unmatched. I am, I am unwilling, and maybe it's more the, the Kobe mentorship around me, to say that she is great yet, I think she is the most. Hang on, that just stopped. We need to come back and get that. Hey, let's get. Here we go. Let's start it right there again. Most prolific score the game has ever seen. I hold great or the levels of immortality or the pantheon to when you win championships. I'm just be. That's just me. So Diane Taurasi, when you win three consecutive championships, two-time National Player of the Year. It has, to con- it has to culminate with the chip. It has to. I mean, Brianna Stewart, if we're talking about GOAT legends of the game, she's won four chips. Four chips, multiple national players of the year. So I'm not saying that she's not at a high, high, high level, but for it to go to the states of immortality, in my opinion, it has to culminate with your team winning a championship. So she's not a great player. She is not a great player at all. Her team hasn't won a championship, which means, of course, Dan Marino was never a great player when he was in the NFL. And Anybody who's ever played the game who did not win a championship, no matter what your level, you just aren't that good. People who say Barry Sanders is the best running back of all time. No, gotta, he's not. He didn't win a yeah. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He can't be. What about Bo Jackson? Oh, no. Can't. Can't. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not, not any good at all. You know, those guys didn't win a championship. They they just aren't that good. They're not great. They're not great. Mm-hmm. Now, they can. she might be the Steph Curry of women's basketball, but that doesn't make her great. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose we could argue semantics all day about what the word great means to you. And to Jay Williams, apparently it means only if you win a championship. But to me, that is one of the dumber things I've ever heard somebody say who supposedly is in a position yeah. to say that, to give themselves an opportunity to say smart things. And look, I'm this comes from a guy who says dumb things every day right here. But golly, I that one... That one made me scratch my head, and you could see it at the table. You know, immediately, you know, they jumped in and started kind of. Well, you mean this person's not great, and this person's not great, and this person's not great. Yeah, exactly. And, and then he stumbled on trying to now now trying to justify it a little bit. <laughs> yes, and immediately the rea- you'll also immediately see reactions saying saying he's being sexist. Mm. But he threw, and at that point he was talking about ladies, women's basketball. But and he threw some other other names up, but he never necessarily made it that way. 
but he didn't go around and talk about the NBA players who haven't won titles. Who, you know, therefore does, does, you aren't. Or does it Chris Paul? Right? Does exactly. They think Chris Paul's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't say he didn't say anything about them yet. But there was an immediate blowback a little bit from anyone who says, well, that he was being somewhat sexist about that too. Would you say that about a guy who was in the same position? Had Steph Curry not won those titles, would you say that about him? And yeah. certainly there was a time when Jordan still hadn't won one. Did anybody say he wasn't a great player? <laughs> I mean, literally, did they? No, of course they didn't say that. I mean, it's it's fine to argue semantics about the, what the word means, but when you get yourself out there like that and then suddenly Billis and everybody else on the podium are looking at you like you're stupid, you know, and, and then later Kenny Smith tried to one-up him and almost <laughs> did. And we'll get into that a little bit later on, but I got to tell you, as of right now, just listening to that, which was really kind of hard for me to do, you, you can welcome to your opinion, my friend, but Jay Williams, you are the Blitz Bust. Busted! <laughs> now, I want your opinions at 918-262-5072. Must you win a championship to be great? I know people in this industry who never won an award of any kind that mm-hmm. I think are great broadcasters. Yeah. I don't – what you win at the end of the day, hardware, as you heard Emmett Smith call it, is all fine. Uh, what's more important for me it personally is are you really good at your job? Mm-hmm. And yet you don't have to win a championship. You don't have to win hardware, in my opinion, to be good at your job. All there is to him. Yeah. It is 730 on the Blitz 1170. He is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Let me know. 918-262-5072. Do you agree with Jay Williams? Do you have to have? A championship or not and you know then last night <clears throat> a little later on well during the weekend is kenny smith said a few things that got him in a little hot water as well and it just also happened to be about a women's basketball player we'll do some of that and we come back right here on the blitz 1170 don't look now but the blitz is on tiktok follow along at the blitz 1170 from the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tonight, the sixth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowgirls softball team will be at 16th-ranked Florida for a top 25 matchup. First pitch is at 5 o'clock. And the OU baseball team went 2-1 and one in their weekend at Globe Life Field, finishing with a 7-6 walk-off victory over Nebraska yesterday. It was the first time these teams have played since 2011. The Sooners tied it at six with one out left before Jackson Willits hit a bases-loaded single to score in the winning run. Bases loaded, two outs, first pitch swinging, line drive, base hit, base hit, Sooners win it, you can unhitch the wagon. Jackson Willits' first collegiate base hit is a walk-off single to center, and they're dogpiling the kid in center field. The window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. And we want to hear from you by text at 918-262-5072. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line right here in the Tulsa Oilers studio. And you heard Kenny Smith say you're not a great player unless you've won a championship. That's all there is to it. So right up until Michael Jordan won a a title, he was not a great player, according to Kenny Smith. I think it's one of the dumber things you'll ever hear. Great players play on teams that don't win titles all the time. 
And they're the reason many of those teams are competitive, in, in at least in some way. But they don't always – I mean, I, I know a lot of players I've seen, I'd say were really great players, but they did not win a lot of championships. If you agree with him or disagree, 918-262-5072, I would love to hear your opinion. And maybe even more about this one. And, you know, this one's one I feel a little divided about. But Kenny Smith caused himself a little trouble as well. Now, the setting was a three-point contest between two people. Bryce, did you watch any of this? I was able to see clips of it. It was uh, Stephen Curry and Sabrina Ionescu. Mm -hmm. And what did you think as you watched? I thought it was pretty competitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, just for... Really competitive. Yeah, just for um, for either side. I mean, I know that... The, the issue becomes a the three point line mm-hmm. that that's what Kenny Smith was really going towards. But I thought it was a really fun matchup just because you have two of the best shooters in each league. And you said you, yeah, you said tight. It was really tight. Steph had to come back and win it at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, she shot really tremendously well. And at the end of the day, Kenny Smith got himself in a little bit of hot water by saying this. I, I, I think she should have shot from her. She should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. I still root for Sabrina. I still root for Sabrina. We all are rooting for Sabrina. No. She should have shot from the three-point line that the women shoot from. Why are you putting those boundaries on her? That's not a boundary. That's what the game is. She wanted to shoot. They have a smaller ball, don't they? She shot a WNBA ball. WNBA ball is smaller. She shot with the WNBA ball. Yeah, she 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 shot from the line. There's a women's tee in golf and there's a men's tee for a reason. No. She a shooter shoot. Is that what you said? Yeah, but they shoot from where they shoot from. Thank you. No, no, no. Sabrina. Good job, Sabrina. No, but don't let any man put boundaries on you like Uh, Kevin. Well, then give him a regular ball then. Don't let him put boundaries on you. Give him a regular ball then. It's not fair. All right, so he says it's not fair because she did shoot with the NBA ball, which is smaller, um, and he makes a point. There are different tees. Is, he immediately got lit up for being sexist, but she mm-hmm. did use the smaller ball, which is right. what the WNBA uses. The WNBA three-point line is it's a 20 feet 6 inches, I believe. Well, the okay. NBA's 22-9. Isn't that what they yeah, are? I'll, I'll, I'll look up right I'll here. I'll look it up. I think they're 22-9. Uh, at any rate, so, or 23-9. Yeah, it might be 23-9. Anyway, it's yeah, about. It's, it's 23-9 in yeah, the NBA. Okay. So it's about a three-point or a three-foot, three-inch difference mm-hmm. between the two. Now, that, that's fairly significant on a long shot, but you saw Damian Lillard hit two from half court, and you see uh, – was it Luca who hit the three-quarter court? Yeah, he he, tr- he tried to hit one. He, he, oh, he, he just shot. launched one, yeah, yeah. but didn't hit it, right? Uh, so, you know, guys can shoot. I mean, we know that. We know guys can shoot from deeper than that. We know some girls can shoot from deeper than that, too. I think Ionescu shoots it pretty deep in just her yeah. normal games, right? Yeah, so right. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not like she toes the, the line every yeah. time she runs up there. But if you're if you're going to use the smaller ball, okay, if you – if you've already, if you made that concession, if you will, because that's what they play with, is he really being sexist, or is he just saying, if you're going to make the first, um, I don't want to say you're not giving in, but that's what they use, and then why wouldn't? So is I, to me, he's not being sexist. He's saying if this is what you're used to, why wouldn't you shoot it from there? But I also have no problem with her shooting it from where she shot it. You know, again, you go back yeah. to then why then do you use the smaller ball? I, I'm not really sure how to take it. I don't take it 
as him necessarily being sexist, and the guys immediately jumped on it, don't put boundaries on her, all those kinds of things. Well, right. And you know, he said at the end, it's just not fair. Yeah. So I don't think he was degrading her in any way. No, no, and I, I don't, I don't go the sexist route either. And you know, yeah, for Reggie Miller to say like, "Oh, you're putting, stop putting boundaries on her," you know, as as a man and everything, it's like, well, here's what I will give you. Yes, those are the rules technically, mm-hmm. right, with the three point line and the smaller ball. But I think where I have an issue with it is if she wants to shoot from the NBA line, then shoot. who cares, right? Exactly. Like, why are we even talking about it? It's her choice, and I do think that at the same time. If she shoots from the WNBA line, and especially if she wins at that point, then you're going to have idiots talk about like, oh, well, because she was able to shoot from the WNBA yep. line. and th- So you can't win either way. You're still going to have trolls or even just weird yep. comments like professional broadcasters in this situation. <laughs> so it's like I'm, I'm not going to go the sexist route for Kenny Smith and just get super offended by it. But my whole deal is why even bring it up? Because at the end of the day, it's her choice. If she wants to do it, then who cares? Just let it be. Yeah, I would agree, too. You start kind of picking a point apart things. Look, he, Steph had to go to his last round to beat her. It was, yeah. and, and I think we all agree. I don't know. Maybe you disagree. I'd love to hear your opinions at 918-262-5072. Women, and we've heard coaches tell us this before, are better at technicalities in most games. And especially in basketball. Watch women shoot. And women mm-hmm. shoot free throws. It's they're more you know the 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 game the women's game has changed so much since I was young in this business. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, yeah. you know Flintstone cars and things, but not quite that old again. Yeah, I've, okay, I've stopped a car with my feet, but not like that. At any rate, so we there wasn't a hole yeah, at the bottom. Right. That's a story for a different time. <laughs> there we go on to well, there was a hole on the other oh, side gosh. in the bottom. Yeah, that one too. Anyway. Um, you know, he didn't make a lot of money in this business, you know, especially when you're young. Get some free T-shirts, and then you moved on. Yeah. Uh, we, oh, used t- yeah. we used T-shirts to cover the hole, actually. Uh, so I don't think in any way he's being he's being sexist because the game has changed, and there's no question women's talent levels have gotten better. And men's talent levels have gotten better, too, because we talk about training and all those kinds of things. But I've seen women advance much further, and they've always been technically very good. But watch women when they shoot. They are very good technical shooters. It, yes, it, that's all there is to it. They are. You watch them in the free throw line, those kinds of things. But watching them move further and further and further back, and yes, there've been the Cheryl Millers in the league and people like that, and you know the Birds, and and you you look at them as kind of laying the foundation. These are really, really great basketball players. Oh wait a minute, are they great if they haven't won a championship? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the dumber comment of the two. I thought it's, Kenny. It's, really, it's a really big battle going on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I thought Kenny got jumped a little bit unfairly for mm-hmm. him just trying to bring up. You know, yeah, okay, maybe you could, maybe she should have shot from there. And I don't know that it would have changed for her. And she wanted to shoot from the men's line. Good for her letter. I have a problem right. with that. But I don't think what he said was necessarily sex. And at least if it was quote unquote sexist, and, you know, even though it doesn't seem to me he meant it that way, and he said he didn't mean it that way, if someone wants to take it that way, that's what they're going to believe. Mm-hmm. Because as I've said a thousand times, there's no such thing as truth, there's only your truth. If you walk outside and you don't want to believe it's raining, you'll you'll think it's a sprinkler. You'll find a way. <laughs> right. I mean, so it it's your truth and that's the end of the story. That's all there is to it. And you can argue with me all day long, but I'm but that that I know I'm right about. Mm-hmm. Because we see it every day, whether it's in life or you see it in your office or you see it nationally on media, you see somebody say something you absolutely know is not true. 
believe what they want to believe. Yeah, exactly. People do that. We do it too. I mean, we all probably do it. Sure. Uh, so that's, I don't think personally, there'll be st- people who still say it, but to me, I don't think he was trying to be sexist. At least, um, yeah, I don't think so. I really don't. I think he just said at the end, like he said, we'll then make it fair. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we get rid of the extra tea boxes and we get rid of all that stuff and we're all on the same page. But then if you can't, to me, you can't also do that because I saw also saw a headline this weekend about another transgendered athlete beating a lot of women in, in a swimming meet. Mm. Well, they and we there are a lot of roads you could go down there, but to me that's not fair. Yeah, it's not because there are physiological differences. That's all there is to it, and that's just science, and it's true. But that, I didn't. I don't think that's fair. Then you go down that line as well. So I don't. Well, think- well and you, he brings up again like the T box thing. It's like mm-hmm. you're going down the wrong path there when you're talking about like let's just get rid of all that stuff because again it was Sabrina's choice. <laughs> that the other the other thing would imply that you know we're forcing women to yeah, compete exactly. on the same level. You know what I'm saying? So it's, that's do, not the case. Which which happens and what I was talking about where suddenly yeah. there's a physiological male racing in a race against women. And I saw I saw a tweet from one swimmer who just kind of broke down and said, "Look, all the time, all the work, all the effort put into it, all the money, all the mornings, all that, all the sacrifices by families, and now I can't win because of that." And I I get that too. I get that mm-hmm. uh, that frustration. Uh, so uh, look, you can give us opinions about that too. I didn't think Kenny personally was being sexist, but hey, that's just what I think, and that's the way it works right for me. Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. What'd you think of the floor? I want to know. I'm get into that. We got a break to take, but the NBA, of course, this year had that glass floor with all the LEDs. What'd you think of that floor, which was able to do anything and did, as a matter of fact? And then more about what Adam Silver said about the NBA All Star Game. It's just it's not a, it's it's jump the shark we've got different ideas about the weekend we'll get into here as well and then bryce has got a fun story about a baseball player who can't seem to get out of the way <laughs> not his own but the way <laughs> we'll tell you that story too when we come back here on the blitz you can take the blitz with you everywhere you go get in the game everywhere with the blitz 1170 app from the oklahoma sports desk it's time for a two-minute drill on the blitz 1170 and streaming on the blitz 1170 app the Oklahoma State Cowboys will be at the Cincinnati Bearcats on Wednesday. The Pokes are coming off a top 20 upset of BYU in Stillwater over the weekend. Oklahoma State shot 59% from the field, led by true freshman Jamiron Keller, who had 22 points on eight shots. The Oklahoma State, the Oklahoma Sooners will be on a bye week this week and won't play again until they face Oklahoma State for Bedlam, Part 2 in Stillwater on Saturday. The Sooners dropped their home game the past Saturday against Kansas, 67-57. to Jalen Moore led the Sooners with 17 points. That's the window rolled up Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.